Hello, beautiful people. My name is Mitchell, and this is the Back to the Present podcast, where I sit down and discuss this roller coaster we call life with people of all different smells and smiles. On today's episode of the podcast, we have Ed Padalecki. Ed is a coach and mental performance consultant who specializes in peak performance for athletes and business professionals. Welcome, Ed. How's life? Life is great. Living the dream, Mitchell. Yeah. Living the dream. I see that you are. You, um, yeah, you, you, when, you, when you see people living the dream, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious because they're, um, they're lit up in everything they do. So that's awesome, Ed. Um, man, to start with, um, let us know who is, who is, who is Coach P? How did he get here and what are you doing with yourself these days? Sure. Um, you know, I was listening to some of your other interviews and that's, that's a lead question. And so I had to sit back and think who is, who is Ed? Um, I mean, I know what I do, you know, um, in terms of teaching the, the mental game to athletes and, and business owners, but who is Ed? Um, you know, he's, he's someone that's developed his, his true north over time, um, my in terms of my values, and I think that's that's really where it starts um, in in my journey, um, and it's it's self discovery along the way. I don't think we ever arrive at a destination; uh, it's a continual evolution in in developing ourselves. Uh, not that we're not that I'm fixed or broken in any way, but it's always always a slight tweak and enhancement, and then also I'm taking time to stop, reflect, and and see where we where I've come from, and um, value the small wins along the way. And yeah. so, uh, I guess you know, my my career wise been it's been several pivots along the way. Um, started off in financial markets uh, when I was twenty years old. Was the youngest advisor or stockbroker in the office, uh, just shy of my twenty first birthday, and um, hooked up with American Express in their wealth management division. And spent you know four years doing 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 the grind, building the book, and went out on my own and launched my own small boutique financial services firm. And I did that for about four years, and I uh, was presented an opportunity in 2007 for some some minority partners to to buy me out. Uh, little did I know that was you know on the cusp of the financial crisis of 08. Um, so maybe, maybe it worked out, maybe it didn't, I don't know, but, uh, that's, that was the pivot at that point in time. And, uh, so I, you know, sitting back watching American football and on a Sunday and I was like, well, what, what am I going to do for the next phase of my life? And, you know, I, I looked back on who had the greatest impact on, on my life thus far outside of my, my parents. And that was, that was my, my coaches, um, and my teachers. And so I, I made a pivot and, um, went into public education um, as, as a teacher of economics and uh, coached high school football in Texas and, and baseball for the last uh, 15 years or so. And uh, it was great, great run at it. And that's where I guess the self-discovery of the, the mental performance side. Um, I studied sports psychology in, in college and, and, and psychology and human development in general. And uh, at that time, it you know, it was theory in a classroom. There wasn't any ap- applied application. So it wasn't, so I set it aside. I mean, I, I used some of the strategies, I suppose, when I was 
uh, financial advisor. And, and uh, but when I when I was really in the in, in the trenches of of coaching athletes, um, did I did I say okay? I can I can see use for this now. We we need this, and uh, so I I dove back into my materials and I uh, hooked up with some some mental performance coaches. Uh, one one in that I hired myself, and his name's Brian Kane. And I said, Brian, you gotta you gotta coach my mind. Uh, I gotta be better coach so I can coach these athletes better. And um, so I did that. And then you know, it was during the lockdown that. Um, I guess here in the United States lockdown anyway, um, in that pandemic. And it was, there's two schools of thought in, in that when we're, when we're cooped up, it's either this is happening to us or this is happening for us. And so I saw it as an opportunity to, to start um, getting coach P the, the, the mental performance coach um, and, and building that brand a little bit more. I was, you know, strictly on a referral basis, doing it on, on a part-time basis. Um, but then, you know, it was really when everything opening back up as I'm building this coach, coach P brand, and I'm working with more and more athletes that my five-year-old at the time, uh, now seven, she made a comment to me as I was walking back out to practice. And she said, daddy, tell those boys to coach themselves and stay home with me. Oh, and, uh, so I said, wow, that's uh pulling well, at some heartstrings. And when you're sitting, sitting in coaching offices for, you know, over a decade, you have a lot of conversations about family and I was having a conversation with a, he was a grizzly old linebackers coach. He's probably mid sixties and he was on the tail end of his career. And he was, we were talking about fatherhood one day. And he said, you know, I'm having a conversation with my daughters and who were grown. And he said, you know, I, I told them that I felt I was a great father and, you know, being adult children that he had, they looked at him and said, no, you, you weren't a great father because you were never around. And he had, you know, for the course of his career, he's thinking he's a great father. He's, you know, doing the best he can, but he's never home because he's always coaching the game. Yeah. And so when my daughter told me that, I said, okay, um, coaching will always be there. Yeah. Um, but I can hang the whistle up to enjoy her childhood. And so I made a career pivot, <laughs> phase, phase two, uh, phase three. And that was, uh, I went into corporate leadership coaching. And so i I uh, was given a job uh, to forge forge my footprint on a on an international sports company um, who wanted to create a a, um, a a leadership coaching position and impact the mental game of of their C suite executives and mid level executives and the aspiring executive as well. Um, and so that's that's what I've done been done for the past couple of years and and building uh, the coach P brand. So it's been, it's been a fun ride and I get to spend more time with my child, which is awesome. That's a win-win man. It's, um, <clears throat> it's not easy to, yeah, it's not easy to pivot in certain directions when, um, you know, I'm sure you were enjoying that coaching, coaching lifestyle and getting a lot of fulfillment out of it. Um, but no doubt when your daughter comes up to you and says something like that, you, you um you get to make a choice in that moment and and it doesn't obviously it obviously doesn't mean that you love her let any less in whatever decision that you make but um you know i'm a father as i said to you before of two mm -hmm. and all the things i do you know they everything comes after them so it's it's not always easy, you know, and sometimes you, you feel like you should be doing more and we should be helping more people and we we could be giving back and we could be serving 
a wider audience or, or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, but, you know, like at the end of the day, uh, you know, lots of people say this, when we look back on our lives, you know, what, what is it that what is it that we feel like we might have a regret on or what is it that we actually, you know, what is it that we'll potentially look back and think, oh, I wish I did more of that. And, you know, for people like you and I and for most people, it's spending time with the people that we love and, and in this example. Sure. It's actually, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, it was, it allowed me to shift my perspective of what is coaching, you know, and, and, and even when I was a financial advisor, my clients, ironically, they called me coach. They, they said, you're our financial coach. And then I went into sports coaching and, and now, you know, I look at it as I'm not, I, it, it frees me up to, to be able to, to coach a wider variety of variety of athletes, a wider array of athletes um, across all sports and across all ages. Because, you know, if, I, if you're working for one school and you're just coaching those athletes, you, you kind of tie it down. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess you could uh, work with your competitors on the down low, but, um, you know, be, not being tied to one, one school allows, allows for greater impact in, in yeah. my, in my perspective. Yeah. Yeah, fully agree. Uh, my brother and I do mindset coaching with Use. Um, he's got, yeah, he's got his own business, and I, I stepped in there recently to join, join that part of the journey with him. It's, it's something that we've always been interested in. You know, we're we're very tight. We've always and still do love sports. And we've always loved like all sports. Like, you know, I'm sure it's pretty similar in, in America, but in Australia, you play lots of sports when you're young, and you just don't. Yeah like with friends and brothers and competitively like in the park, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I fully agree with what you're saying. Cause like, even though I love some sports say more than others, just because I played them more, like say rugby league or whatever it ends up being mm -hmm. the beauty that I find and the fun that I enjoy other than really enjoying the mindset work, which is similar to what you do um, is that you do get to work with people of, of all different, like backgrounds and by backgrounds, I just mean, well, there's backgrounds, of course, different cultural backgrounds, but backgrounds is, is in, in this instance is, is different sports. And you see the similarities, sure. no doubt, like you've seen and, and all the, all this kind of stuff. It's even regardless of what sport they play, this stuff that we're teaching, um, it's all, I mean, it's, it's obviously related to life, but it's all also heavily related regardless of what sport it is, um, which I, I think is the, the, the beauty in it. I think it's it's super cool to to realize that all this stuff that we um that we're learning, these skills that we're practicing, um this these mental this mental fortitude that we're creating, um, other than it being incredibly important in sport, um, we know that it carries over um uh into real life. Um and so it's sure. it's, it's invaluable, man. And um uh the, the first thing I wanted to ask was um you I've, I've heard you reference a heroic mind um so maybe just touch on that a little bit i have my own understanding of it but i'd like you to sort of touch on it a little bit because i do feel like um that's going to be a bit of a catalyst for some of the other things i'd like to discuss sure absolutely um you know the heroic mind came from a coaching certification program that i that i did through a gentleman by the name of brian johnson and at the time, his his website was optimized.me. And I think he's now rebranded rebranded to Heroic. And really, it looks at we all have a hero within us. But I think that the common misconception that a, is that a hero is a killer of good guys and bad guys. 
Um, you know, but but a hero really is a, is a protector. And this service of being a protector is rooted in love. And and so that's that's where I where where I took that from. Um and you know, and when we talk about love, that's a whole nother that's that's a deep topic too. And and you know, in my in my mind, you have to be able to first love yourself and accept yourself before you can pour out and give to others the the same love. And and so it's it's a self-discovery of of loving yourself. And uh, so I've, I've built a curriculum around it. I uh, have yet to launch. I've been teasing it here and there. Um, but it's a it's a it's a curriculum that, you know, with different modules. And then also I, I created a journal uh, along with it and um, just exploring mindset and building the right mindset. Because um, if we take a, you know, even a biblical reference, um, you know, the Apostle Paul says, you know, it's the the daily renewing of our mind. And so it's not a, a one-time event. It's it's a constant renewing and and patterning those those thought processes that we have, and and so that's that's where where that came about. Yeah, nice man. Um, it's um, I've said it before a, a number of times, but it's it's something I've I've uh, I've also been thinking more deeply on lately in in how important the how important the important things that are to us require um, constant practice and constant attention. It's, 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 it's kind of, it is daily to a certain extent. If it's not daily, it's every other day. And, you know, it, it, it really, um, I find anyway, if something that is important to me doesn't get my attention um, daily, it starts to fall by the wayside and something else just naturally starts to fill its place. Not necessarily a bad thing, but just something else. Do you, you know what I mean? Um, sure. and, and all of a sudden that thing that was important to me starts to become less important to me. And then eventually I, I sort of come to the understanding that that thing was actually more important than the other thing that replaced it. And I've got to go back and, <laughs> and, um, and reflect right. on, and reflect on why that is. Um, do you find yourself sort of personally and just working with, with with anybody really do you find um now routine is routine is so important it's talked about a lot um what do you, what do you find <clears throat> what do you find people find most difficult about sort of uh continuous practice and routine do you, do you notice any reoccurring themes there that would be as far as strength i think for some it they feel confined you know it's that, that if i'm going to live by a routine i'm giving up my freedom yeah but really the opposite happens is that one when, when you have the the discipline of the routine you allow greater freedom for yourself yeah and, and so that's that's the big struggle it's it's just it's you know it comes down to creating new habits yeah and it's hard it's hard work it's brain work and brain work is not easy yeah. Um, brain work is hard work. And so with, with a couple of my Olympic level athletes, we, you know, we, we really have to hone in on, on tightening the schedule, tightening the routine, because yeah. if you have the goal of, 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 you know, competing in the 2024 Olympics, which is where we're at right now, we're at qualifying events and we're, um, and that's the goal or the goal is to win when you're there. Um, but it's a two-phase goal because, you know, you have the, the the routines and the processes that get you to the stage you want to be at 
But then when you're there, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ballgame. It's you know, now you have a new set of routines and a new set of processes that that you know when you're when you're there at the Olympics, it's a it's it can be a lonely road at that point in time. And so now you're now you're working with the nerves and the anxiety of of just being there in that moment. And so it, you know, it's it's trying to, you know, not allow that moment to be bigger than it needs to be either. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, that's the biggest the, the biggest part is the just the learning curve the of of establishing new routines, um, whether it be, you know, how you wake up or a routine that gets you ready for practice or the routine that we have in performance to, to get our mind right, right before an event. And, you know, one of my, one of my athletes is a, is a heptathlete. And so she's, you know, she got seven different events um, that we need to prepare for. Um, But all, not only that, but we need to create a routine that is in performance that is similar across all seven events. Hmm. Um, And so we've, we've worked um, diligently at that and she just came away. She was in, Romania um a month ago came away with a silver medal at that at that qualifying event so she's she's on the right track uh which a year ago you know she had a bronze medal and you know but even then and this is this is where she's at in her development we have a narrative um that you know it's a self-doubt narrative that that she has that we need to continue to to work on um but yeah there's there's a little bit of a little learning curve a little pain involved in in developing new routines yeah yeah, I fully, I fully agree. Like, it's it's um, if these things were easy, everyone would do it, and everybody would be an elite level athlete and sure. <laughs> want to be going to the Olympics on the weekend with with very little effort. So, no, I, I agree. Do you um, you know, working with um high level athletes and then and then maybe working with people that are just starting on their sporting athletic career, um, you know, like nerves 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 and nerves like just using nerves as an example right but uh, no doubt you know being in an olympic arena the nerves you could argue and say that the nerves are a little bit more than they were than they can be or are at like a local football or whatever it is um game sure. but they're still nerves they still have that psychological component sure. to it um which i always find to be super interesting so do you do you find that say those Olympic level athletes and say people just starting on their uh, starting in their careers use or whatever it ends up being, do you find they, they struggle with the same things or, or do you, is there some certain things that you notice that may that come with um, competing at a higher level? Um, I, I want to say that they struggle with the same things, you know, yeah. whether it's the high school athlete, on their big stage or the Olympic athlete on their big stage, it's, it's still their moment for them. And, and it's their nerves that they need to um, to be able to manage in that moment. And, and, you know, but it it, it comes down to practicing, practicing those moments before we're there um, as best we can. I mean, you can't recreate the, the competitive environment of running the, you know, the 110, hurdles at the Olympics, but we can, we can try to come close. Um, and, and same, same with a high school athlete, you know, trying to mimic in-game competition. That's, that's tough, but we, we, we try to do segments within practice that simulates those, those moments in game. Yeah. But yes. I, th- I think they struggle with the, with the same 
you know, the same thing. So there's there's a narrative that we've started at a young age at some point in time that says we're not good enough. And that's that's where that self-doubt creeps in. And I've seen it in professional baseball players, too, where, you know, you bring in the first round draft picks and and they're told, you know, you're the best of the best. And and every single one of them, you know, hangs their head uh, and, and they don't believe that they're the best of the best, even though they just maybe one of them signed for seven million and another signed for three hundred thousand. But they're in the same room. Well, you know, this this professional ball club thought you're the best. Yeah. That's why they're willing to pay you that. So yeah. we need to start you know, changing that narrative of, of ourselves. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I mean, I asked the question, but I, I do, I do fully agree. I mean, yeah. I loved how you put it, you know, re- regardless of what stage it is, it's still that person's big stage, isn't it? So <laughs> it's still coming to terms with that. Um, now I've heard you um, talk about training process over outcome. Um mm. Again, it's something that I fully agree with, but um, can you give us a little explanation on that, please, Ed? Sure, and especially when I mention that to to individuals. Uh, you know, whether you're in the business world or you're you're you know, an athlete, it's a process, and that 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 phrase is thrown out there a lot. You know, process over outcome, process over outcome. Well, first of all, let's let's identify the process. Can you articulate the process? What are the metrics that you use to get to where you need to be or where you want to be? And if we can't articulate those, then you don't have a process. And so we need to fine tune those steps to get you to where you want to be. Um, and that could be, you know, in the business world, if you're on the sales side and, you know, you're, you're hammering the phones every day, um, quote unquote, uh, making calls, we you need to know your metrics. Um, you know, if it's a hundred dials that gets you, 10 appointments and three show up and one, one sale out of those 10, um, then you know that your, 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 your goal is those hundred dials. And, and the more you do it, you know, the better you're going to get at it too. And maybe you can start improving on that, on that metric. Um, you know, that's on the sales side, you know, uh, on the, on the athlete side, it's, it's what are the steps that we're taking within our drills? Um, but, you know, even even beyond that, I call it your fundies. You know, there's there's the fundamentals. And you may have heard me mention that. Um, but that's how we eat, how we move, how we sleep, how we recover, how we breathe, focus, win and celebrate. And so uh, to me, that's 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 the process. And everything that we're doing within those fundies gets us to where we want to be as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Or as a business professional. Yeah, well, as as anyone really, those fun, those sure, fun absolutely right. I, they, yeah. of all the ones you just mentioned, anyway, they um they heavily contribute just to just the living, really. <laughs> that's probably yeah. why that's so, so fundamental. Um, and, and I mean, I always say, you know, it's the sim- those simple types of things are also the um also the things that are simply missed. You know, like people, we we often get caught in not everyone, of course, but we can get caught in thinking that there's a magic pill or there's some secret solution and formula out there to be, you know, X, Y, Z, and just be better than that other person. But like from my experience, a lot of it's got to do with coming down to those fundamentals, like you just said, and just, you know, they seem, it's almost like people get caught in thinking that they seem so simple that they can't work, but it's like, like sleep, you know, everyone harpers on sleep and everyone, everyone knows sleep's important. And yet not everybody really prioritizes a lot of sleep. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's quite funny. And, um, you know, no, no judgment there because uh, I've, I've been that person too. But I mean, speaking from somebody that prioritizes sleep um, almost religiously, 
uh, I just know that from personal experience, it's a game changer. You sleep, you, sure. get, you go to bed the same time and wake up the same time. Um, and it, it fixes, fixes a lot. <laughs> it's, sure, uh, absolutely. I mean, your, your physiology, how your body functions yeah. fuels your psychology and then vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you can go without sleep for a while, but when are you going to crash and burn? And, and that's, that's the key. So yeah, we got to make sure you're, uh, keeping, keeping on top of those fundies. And, you know, and I, I tell athletes what's easy to do is also easy not to do. Yeah, sure. And so that's, that's why I guess it, a lot of it is the afterthought. Um, same with the mental game, the oh, mindset training, mental game, you know, who, who needs that until you do. You know, and so let's yeah. take our vitamins beforehand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's it's, it's um you know in 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 regards to the mental game, athletes and things like that, uh, skill like so let's call it natural ability and you know genetics, strength and all that kind of stuff. It only gets you so far. And in in days like today, where sport is um, highly competitive, uh, I mean it's always been highly competitive, I suppose, but like the level. The quality level of sport, any sport these days, regardless of what you play, regardless of sex, size, all that kind of thing, it's it's quite in, intense and it can be quite extreme. And those types of things, they will, and that's why people like you and I are doing these types of things, is because it'll only get you so far, and we know it'll mm. only get you so far. And it's the same as not doing the fundamentals by not doing them and relying on say natural ability, it will also only get you so far. Like it might get you pretty high. Um, but I don't reckon there's that many people that can just wing it without doing all this type of stuff and get to a high level. And then what I often find is, is, is also sustain it at a high level. You know what I mean? Because sure. that that's the other thing, you know, sporting careers, some sports are a little bit different, but most sports, like, I don't know what it is as far as an average goes, but most sports, you know, your, your, your sport life expectancy, it's not, it's, it's only years. It's, it's a handful right. of years sometimes isn't it right. at the highest level um sometimes mm -hmm. um sure so those fun and that's what i'm trying to say sorry is is those fundamentals you get them right you know i find your sustainability is, is a lot better um and then mm -hmm. you couple that with with mindset work and stuff like that and that's when you can that's when i see people anyway um reach their full potential which is what we want to see which is what people want to achieve isn't it mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely as long as there's clarity on that, on what you want to achieve yeah. and, and what your version of success looks like and what your version of excellence looks like, because uh, everybody's is different. Um, you know, success to me is is different than your version of success. Yeah. And so the, the clarity piece is important, um, as well as developing your why. You know, why are you going after this in the first place? Yeah. Um, because if you can have a clear why, the how and the what will follow. Um, yeah. It's because they're all interconnected, yeah. and you, you're going to push yourself to become that professional business person or professional athlete, what have you, the best human you can be. Have a clear cut why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fully agree. Um, it um, it makes me think of something else I've heard you talk about, and you know, this is it's not a new concept, but neutral thinking. You know, thinking is. Jeez, man, thinking just as you know, it's like it it, it it dictates basically everything else that goes on in us and around us, and it's so 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 important. Um, but uh, let's let's start with neutral thinking. What 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 is neutral thinking, and and maybe um, with that, why you think it's 
so important. I think, you know, in, in my, in my perspective of neutral thinking, it's, it's being in the present moment. Yes. Um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not absent of emotions necessarily. You can, you can have emotions during sport or during, um, or after a meeting, what, what have you, but it's about checking back into that moment as quickly as possible that, that you're needed for next. And, and that happens on the grand stage. And it also happens in the micro moments of our day. Um, and so it's, it comes down to awareness of what's important next, or, you know, that acronym win what's important now. Um, and so it's, it's celebrating that moment that just happened or, or learning from that moment that just happened and getting back to where your feet are and your next move. And that, and that, in my mind, that's, that's neutral thinking. Yeah. It's, it's another one of those things that, um, Sounds quite simple, but uh, I feel like it's a it's an ongoing practice. Like regardless of what you do, regardless of how many times you've practiced, you, you can always um, we can always get caught in in the moment too too much, you know, and um and, and being too concerned with it. And, and as far as I mean, that obviously applies like everything we're talking about to life, but definitely with sports. Like it's you know when you're f- physical uh and you're also which is almost always you know and you're also really focused and we're trying to remain focused on something and any slight deviation of focus especially at a high level any level but especially at a high level creates a different outcome um just having that ability to remain present like you said and um yeah i like the fact that you said that it's it's not sort of trying to negate any other emotions or anything like that it's more just yeah what, what just make breaking it down to the simplest terms like what, what's next like sure. <laughs> it's uh it's i love those ones that are simple that are like because <laughs> you know you can't help but think of the only examples in your in, in your own life when you get you get caught in in in, in um in not think in just not thinking about what next what's next you get caught in thinking about what's the thing that's going to happen in 10 plays time or you know 10 minutes time and and right uh, it's 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 a hard one but again it's it's why these these things are so important sure <laughs> yeah absolutely it's navigating the moment um you know in, in that one of the there's an individual i got to meet and get to know over the last couple of years and he was a direct report for steve jobs yep and and we we were talking about you know the, the acronym e plus r equals o all right, your event plus your response equals the eventual outcome, which then that there's layers to that too. Yeah. Um, that you know your response is somebody else's event. Um, that's that's one angle at it. But um, we explore the R, you know, in that in that response, and within that there's it's really R cubed in my mind. Um, you have your initial reaction, then you need to uh, reflect, yeah. and then respond. Uh, so, and all that happens in brief nanoseconds and it, that takes practice of, of how, you know, uh, uh, being aware of your reaction, reflecting on that, and then coming up with the correct response. Hmm. And then you'll get hopefully the outcome that you want, but that <laughs> outcome, <laughs> that outcome is also, you know, that, that response is, is also somebody else's event. And then you've get, you know, there's a, there's a ripple effect to it. And uh, so that's, yeah. that was, that was some good exploration with, with um, knowing, you know, that's, that's part of the mind of Steve Jobs. And he was great. 
he was a you know but also ruthless businessman so yeah. it was good yeah. insights no great great insights and it got me thinking you know um on the back of everything you just said we can do all of the things that we're discussing now and sometimes the outcome might not go our way you know like and by that mm -hmm. i mean we can do all these things to the d the fundamentals the mindset all this stuff that we're talking about but at the end of the day like um, you know if it's a jiu-jitsu tournament or something like that and you're versing someone else it's a 50 50 excuse me 50 50 chance you're going to win especially if that person's bringing their a game and they're ticking all the fundamental boxes and the outcome might you're not always going to win really right really you're just not always going to win regardless of what you're doing it's that's just how life works and, and so it's you know it's important to remember that just because you're not always going to quote unquote win doesn't mean that you're not successful and it doesn't mean that you're not able to learn and doesn't mean that you don't just keep practicing these fundamentals and this work because it's it's ongoing practice you know you, it's, sure. it's, it's the shift within ourselves that we need to reflect upon which is what you're saying and that should be enough guidance for ourselves to realize that we're doing a good enough not maybe not good enough but we're doing a job we're you know we're we're, we're progressing um sure i think good enough is a good good word to use good phrase because perfection's not attainable yeah. right so so yeah. what is what is what is a good enough response you know is that fall in line with your version of excellence yeah. um and i think i think that's if we live in good enough for yeah. for consistently, then then we're on the right track. Yeah, uh, versus, you know, yeah, and there's no no controlling the outcome. Hoping, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you lose or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't even have to be sport. But of course, if you lose a game, you know, if, if you can, you know, it sounds a little bit cliche, but if you can walk off the field or out of the arena or whatever it is with your head held high and know that you, you know, you know, you, you done your best, you, you, your preparation was, you know, you, you, you focused on your preparation, you did everything you could. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's, or it was like what we said before, it's not, it's not about that outcome. It's about the process right. and the process is, the right. process never stops. It's, that's just it. It's, it's continuous. And um, I mean, for me anyway, it's always important to remember that that is, that's where the enjoyment is, is knowing that it's just a continuous process. There's never, ever going to be, like you said, just then as well, there's never perfect. Um, right. But if we're, if we're open to the possibility of just of a never-ending never process, that's where I've, at least for myself anyway, that's where I've noticed the enjoyment and just knowing that, you know, you can keep getting beat up on the mats, but like at the end of the day, if, if I come off and, and I'm a little bit banged up and I, I maybe haven't done as, as well as I anticipated if i've enjoyed myself i i i consider it a good enough job well done <laughs> sure absolutely yeah absolutely and you know you you mentioned hero a heroic mindset before and you know the you know heroes have bad days yeah. you know if we look at you know super the superheroes quote unquote they have bad days they get their butts handed to them and and what do they do they they go seek solitude to recover reflect and then come back stronger uh, with a game plan. Yeah. And so it, it happens even to superheroes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I agree, mate. Um, uh, I was going to ask you about, um, I mean, we've already sort of spoken about it, but I was, I was going to ask about sort of adverse situations, you know, um, 
again, we're talking about sport, but in life, because we're always going to find ourselves in these situations, no matter how much work we do. <laughs> this is just uh, the nature of life. Again, that's, that's part of the mystery that I do enjoy. Um, but, you know, how do you teach people and even yourself? Like, how do we begin to make the best of those types of situations so they don't get the best of us? Sure. Look at the look for the good in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always a, there was always a learning opportunity in, in adversity. Um, you know, even in even in my life, uh, you know, like for me, um, I'm driving along to a parking lot the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago. In fact, and this is how long this this incident has been going on. And someone didn't see me and, you know, just hits reverse and just plows into my car. Okay, good. That was a Friday morning. Hey, happy Friday. Here we go. Um, and but you know, then you're dealing with insurance and and insurance is dragging their feet because they don't they don't want to pay. Um, they don't want to they don't want to fix the car. So good. All right. Um, and you know, dumb me the other day is hot. I live in Texas, you know, 100 degrees outside. And I'm like, I'm gonna roll the window down. And I press the wrong button on the window and and guess what? Uh, I rolled the wrong window down and now that window doesn't go back up. I'm like, good. All right. So now I'm, now I'm the squeaky wheel with the insurance and say, hey, we got to get this thing fixed because I can't get my window up. And I'm, you know, not that I, not that it's going to rain in Texas because uh, we haven't had it in, you know, a few days, 10 days or so. Um, I think we won't have it for another 10 days. So good. Yeah. Uh, good. There's no, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, whether it's, I mean, it's, it's looking at, being able to accept it for what it is um, when it, when it happens and, and not, not know, knowing you can't, there's nothing in your willpower that can that change that adversity necessarily. Yeah. Um, Cause I can sit back and will things to happen, but really it takes, takes a positive attitude on my part and positive action um, to, to turn that ship around. Um, and you, it might be a speedboat or the Titanic, you know, uh, so you've got to, you just got to roll with it. Um, you know, it's an ebb and flow. Um, it's the ebb and flows of life. Um, and so knowing when you're in that quote unquote adversity Valley, there's a, there's a, there's a mountain peak next. And, um, and it just, you just roll up and down that, up and down that mountain. Um, be thankful for the, for the valleys, so to speak. And uh, I think, and I think our mindset determines how long we're in that valley, yeah, and how long we're dealing with that adversity. Yeah, I love the I love a good analogy, by the way. But uh, yeah, adversity valley, adversity valley, no doubt. <laughs> it's 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 just so true, you know. Because I can't help but think as well. Um, th through practicing ex acceptance and accepting the moment for what it is, um, it gets a bit easier. Um, but also. I, I recognize the fact that um, sometimes I'm just, we are just not, but like anybody really, I'm just using myself as example. We're just not willing for whatever reason to accept it then and there. And that's okay too, you know, like in, in sport, yeah, okay, in the heat of the moment, we really want to try right. to accept it for the, the reasons that we were talking about to move through it. Um, but, you know, then after the game, then maybe there is some reflection or, or the, the lesson is there to be learned and maybe it's just for whatever reason, not ready. We're not ready to learn it. And so it's, it's kind of okay to remember that, you know, um, maybe we're in adversity, validity, 
adversity validity for a day or two whatever but but we are going to eventually that lesson is going to be there of open and willing eventually we'll start to reflect and recognize and, and we'll start to come back out of that valley and i you know i, I do think it's important too because you know especially working with kids it's like we can Oof. We can get, we can get, they can get, they, I'm, I'm speaking about them, but anybody can get caught in thinking that, oh, fuck, we're here now. Oh, we're never getting out of here. We're stuck here. You know what I mean? And, and that, that thinking alone is, um, it's, it's obviously it's detrimental, but it's, um, you know, it can be, um, yeah, if we gave it too much attention, um, it can be a little bit more repetitive than it needs to be. So yeah, I, I'm trying not to con- contradict myself here, but like, yeah, we can be caught in adversity valley. We can honor the fact that we're going to be in there for a couple of days, whatever. But it's it's also important to realize that hey, we're just we're just here, which is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. our choice to get out of it and um, do whatever it is that we need to do to get out of it. Um, sure. In, in in due course, really. Sure. I mean, I ask, um, I ask my athletes a lot, you know, how long are you going to hold on to it? You know, whether it's, uh, in the moment for a baseball, uh, you know, I had kiddo, you know, you know, 14 year old kid, I was watching him play ball the other day and, you know, he strikes out and, you know, he's, he's, he's angry. (laughs) I'm like, all right, buddy, you got to go play some defense. So, uh, how long are you going to hold on to this? He's like, uh, give me a minute. I'm like, you don't have a minute. You know, we, We've got a, you got about 15 seconds uh, for, to walk back to the dugout, grab your glove, and and you, on the way to your defensive position, you're going to have to flush it. You got to flush that toilet and get rid of that shit because you got to, you got what's next, and that's to execute on defense. Uh, we don't have time to wallow in a pity party right now. And I think, you know, I think athletes understand this a little bit more. Um, Especially, especially when they get when they transition out of that athletic career, and they're back, they're in the business world um, or that next phase of life, and they they look around at you know people calling in sick or whatever it might be to their 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 jobs, and you know they reflect back on their athletic. I didn't have time to be sick, you know i I didn't have time to 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 just wallow in this adversity or whatever it might be. I got a job to do. And I think that's that's why athletes excel in the workforce is yeah. because they're used to overcoming adversity quickly, and it's it's been a continual practice during their career. Yep, yep, yeah. I, I fully agree. I always make similarities. I mean, I I um I practice jujitsu, and it's it's. I mean, I love it for all of the physical reasons, but um, it's impossible not to see the similarities in everything I do there in life, you know, for example, mm-hmm. like my example and what you're saying right now is if I get caught in a choke, you know what I mean? Like I can wallow in my pity and, you know, get choked until I pass out or, mm-hmm. you know, in this environment, which is different forever, I can tap, I can recognize the fact that I got caught and I can move on because otherwise mm-hmm. I'm tapping and I'm going back in again and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm beating myself up. Why did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. And for me in that situation, it's like move on, you know, easy, take a breath, move on. And, you know, through practice that helps and that works. And then what I can do, what I do do is then after the class, that's the opportunity for me to go back and reflect and be like, oh, what happened then? I think about it. And jujitsu, like people are really friendly, even though it's fighting. And, you know, after class, you're like, oh, 
then I was caught there. I tried to do this. This didn't work, blah, blah, blah. And they'll give you feedback. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's the same. And then that transfers over in life. Because if something shitty happens in, throughout the day, it's like, oh, okay, you know, like, what do I do here? Do I just wallow in my pity, like you're saying? Or do I just, I tap, I recognize it, I let it go and reflect later. Like, yeah, I can reflect then and there for sure. But I also can be like, this doesn't have to be, through, through choice, this doesn't have to be held on to, again, what you're saying right now. I, I, right. When do I want right. to hold on? When do I want to let it go? And when do I want to look at it again? Reflect. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And I think the key, though, is, is taking the time to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we love to, to prepare, you know, practice and compete. But then that, that reflection is the, the afterthought, you know, that, that gets left behind. Yeah. Um, but you know, reflection when you're, when you're, that's where the learning occurs. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I ask, you know, athletes, you know, whether high school, college, or, you know, even adults think back to when you took tests in yeah. school, yeah. when did the learning occur? And it's, well, you know, they'll, they might answer, you know, studying for the test, or, but I'm like, no, it's, it's really when you got the test back and you saw what you got wrong. Yeah. And then you went back and you, at least you should have gone back and figured out, yeah. What did I do wrong to to miss this problem, um, to miss this question? Yeah. And you go back and you and you find the right steps. And I think that's that's when you know I, I, I think I've said before that you know learning occurs when the next time you're in that situation your behavior changes. Yes, it's not the same behavior. It's not the same actions. Yeah. That's when you know you've learned. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, just so, using myself as the example again. It's it's. It's so true. And that's why I use that jiu-jitsu reference and use it as an analogy is because like, if I don't learn what I did wrong that time, it's just going to happen again. And in that example, it don't, it's not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so you are right. going to learn pretty bloody quick. Otherwise you're just going to get, keep getting caught. Your arms going to sure. keep in awkward positions. So, you know, you, you, you soon realize it's the same with life. You soon realize that just by trying to force yourself out of those positions doesn't work. You know, and it is exactly what you just said upon reflection um, that you are able to change that and then do something about it the next time. And same applies Mm -hmm. with life. Like if something happens and you're trying to force your way out of it, very, very rarely, if at all, really, I think about it, is that actually going to be (laughs) the solution? And if it is the solution, then in there, you can guarantee that it's it's only going to come back again and, um, and, and slap you in the face. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, absolutely it's super, super important. That reflection, I could, couldn't agree more. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not always easy. It's like anything, I suppose once you sort of practice it, it starts to become a little bit easier, but you know, I, I, I personally really enjoy it cause it's, it's so interesting. You, you realize, uh, f- for me with in sporting type things, but anything you realize, um, a lot of the stuff that you, you think, that you thought contributed to whatever that the situation was. Um, a lot of it's just made up and you start to get to the guts of what's actually what the real causes are. And I, I find that to be really interesting because um, those causes um, addressing those types of causes um, in life and jujitsu and all that kind of stuff, it, it often translates over into other areas and, and other um, aspects of, of sport and, and all that kind of stuff, which again is, um, 
is pretty pretty critical, really, especially at that higher level. I mean, any level, but you know, at, at the higher sure. level, it's the best, sure. best to make um, mistakes and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it's about identifying patterns, um, and and what are the things that I continually do, or uh, the actions that I continually make, which is which is why when I when I'm developing this this journal in association with the you know the heroic curriculum um, heroic athlete curriculum is within the journal you know I have a set of uh, a wrap up you know it's a PM reflection uh, it's just six questions and it's uh, it's a scale of one to ten you know like for example one of them was are you, are you happy today or were you happy today on a scale of one to ten um, but then the rationale behind it you know if you rated yourself a six. Well, why was it one moment or was it the whole day? You know, let's say, let's explore that. Um, but then, you know, after you, you know, uh, on a month long journal, every seven days, you have a, um, a reflection, um, looking a look back at the, the previous seven days. And what were the patterns? You know, you, we're going to take a cumulative score over those seven days and we're going to see, you know, what were the fluctuations in these, in these moods, so to speak, um, or in my day that occurred because uh, we because i think if you can identify the pattern that you're that you're living in you can you can enhance that fix it i don't know what broken i hate saying fix um but then after 30 days you know we take a look back at the last four weeks and what were the fluctuations um because we we i think i think we as athletes in particular you know or maybe you know, business owners too business professionals we're always stuck in this gap of god i need to be there need to I need to be at this level but we don't we don't do the look back of of this is where I was what have you gained over the last whatever whatever it is last week last month last quarter um last season whatever whatever it might be um and I think that look back is important because mm-hmm. I, as I mentioned in the fundies you know the, your fundamentals part of that is 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 winning and if you can identify those wins no matter how small uh, then you can practice celebrating because we, we, I don't think people celebrate enough, you know, yeah. uh, did you, you celebrated when you learned to ride a bike, you know, yeah. what are, what are some of the other tiny wins that you have that you can, you can give yourself a high five for, hey, man, that's like me, that, that, I, that, that is me. Um, and, and stringing those, those wins and those celebrations along will, will, will help with it, with your consistency to get to where you feel you need to be. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think the key of the key to all is journaling. You know, I I, I think that's it's still self self awareness. Um, I think that's the key. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm an advocate. Um, and I like the fact that you pointed out that it's um it's equally, if not more important, to focus on those wins because you know it's 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 so easy to focus on the losses. We remember the losses, and you know, like we're we're it's important to recognize them and reflect upon them because they are what they are, you know, that they, they are mm-hmm. learning opportunities, but there's also a learning opportunity in the winning as well. Um, and yeah. celebrating those wins. Yeah. I fully agree. Like myself included, I just don't for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's a, a yeah, no doubt there's, it's, you can go pretty deep here, but no doubt it comes from uh, childhood and, and all these other kind of beliefs and systems that we've, had programmed into us we've programmed into ourselves um but you know yeah, it's, it's like you don't see it very often do you? you don't see people celebrating wins and and you know 
specifically you don't see people celebrating small wins you know maybe when they get a new job or or they win a grand final they have a big end of year celebration but like what are they doing after they you know um what are they doing after a game when they've scored a try or even just winning a game you know not necessarily i'm not not talking about going out and getting drunk and like obviously for kids but like you know there's there's, there's, there's power in that, isn't there? It's like it can mm-hmm. be more. There can be more than just oh yeah, you won. You know, you won. It's better than a loss. You know, sure. <laughs> you can, right? You, you can also celebrate the small wins with yourself and, and with in team environments and and all that kind of stuff. And I just I just think it's really important. And I think it's um it's something we don't um maybe we don't see enough of. And and, and sorry, what I, the last thing I'll say to that is, is is also I think it's also important to realize that it's not just in, um, valuable to say celebrate the win. Say the team wins against another team. Let's go right. out. To, but it's like what what wins what wins were within the win. You know what I mean? Was it not regardless of the team? Yeah, there's the winning there. But like, did you did you have all your fundamentals in check this week? You know, did you put in that little extra effort? Did you have your visualization? And did you practice mm-hmm. it throughout the week that contributed to that moment? Because it's right. all those things, like you've said multiple times here, it's all of those things that before it that actually contribute to the win. Um, right. It's, it's, yeah. And it's like acknowledging those wins within themselves so that then there can be a flow and effect from that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, it's been said, you know, greatness is born in the, in the mundane, unsexy details of life. And that's how you eat. Great. I'm choking down some more chicken and broccoli today. Yeah. Great. That's, that's, that's part of the process. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. You may not enjoy it. You're eating for fuel, not, not for, for pleasure at this point in time, you know, whatever the goal goal is for your, you know, for your eating habits. Um, you know, even if it's weight loss too, you know, you're, you're eating for a, a certain goal. So celebrate even hitting your macros, um, on that, on that given day. Um, yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's those consistent behaviors over time yeah. that unlocks what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. So man, there's there's no easy way out of this 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 stuff. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, I was going to ask sort of what I was going to ask for maybe say two factors um, that you have noticed that contribute to high level athlete performance that um, that you that aren't like common in the sense that. You know, um, I know there's the fundamentals and there's the practicing and all that kind of stuff, and there's the skill development. But is there some? Is there a couple of things that you've recognised through your experience that um, maybe don't get the attention they deserve um, that have contributed to? It doesn't have to be high level success, but that's what I was going to ask. Sure. I think it's it's knowing who they are, it's yeah. knowing those values, and I, I let off you know our call with that. It's it's knowing your uh, call your MVP, your mission, vision, and, and your principles that you live by. Um, do you have a clear cut mission statement for your life? You know, mine is to, to have a positive impact in the lives of in lives of others. Um, and then I have the, the vision, the overall vision and that's me, uh, coaching, you know, athletes and business professionals, um, and then reaching their goals. And then, you know, the principles that, that are your are your compass and minor that is the acronym life and that's love integrity faith and excellence and i i make sure that the actions that we take align with with those values and i think the athletes that succeed are not are not wrapping up their identity in in what they do but rather who they are 
And, um, and I think once you, you know who you are, when that spotlight comes on, you can stick to your true North, you can stick to your values. Um, and you're not going to get, that's I mean, it happens, but you're not going to get swayed by the distractions, the shiny objects that are all around you because you are consistently aligning your actions with your values. And the, the great of the greats, I think, under, understand this. Um, and I, I think it, you just need to listen to their talks that they give, you know, and and I think and how they carry themselves. I mean, we're not with them on a daily basis, but. You can see from a distance those that are are grounded, so to speak, in in knowing who they are. Um, but it, you know, that takes it takes effort to to come up with those values. But, you know, and, and you know what I valued when I was twenty is not the same that I value when I'm you know in my mid forties. Um, it's not the same thing. So it's a it's not a you know, set it and forget it. These are my values and I'm going to set it in the crock pot and it's going to just sit there. No, it's a, that's still an ever refining process too. Um, and I think those high level performers, they, they know, they know the principles that they're going to live by. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's how they operate. Yeah. And so maybe it isn't two factors necessarily, just, <laughs> just that one, you know, um, knowing who they are and the values that they're going to live by. Yeah, for sure, man. And it made me think of the, the quote, um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Um, and sure. you're, you're right, you know, those those guys, yeah, there's that's a similarity you can see in anybody, any successful high level or not even high level, but any type of athlete that's had that success that they're looking for, they know damn well what they're looking for. They know where they're going, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, mm -hmm. You can see the guys that have um those values and are, and are in particularly not just have the values are in alignment with those values um you can see that in them you can see that in the lebron james you can see that in the high level guys you know when you right. hear them speak and they're interviewed and stuff like that it's it's pretty bloody clear they know where they're going and they're in there and when they are living in accordance with those values because um yeah i suppose that's that's, that's where the magic is isn't it <laughs> Sure. I mean, if you and you can, we can easily see because the spotlight's everywhere. Once you're in that spotlight, we can easily see the ones that have those public failures. And not that, you know, not that people that people slip up, but or the ones that, you know, came out of university, came out of college, were they ready for that spotlight? You know, and, and you know, there's some names that come to mind, there's, but I don't want to throw them out, out of the bus that they, you know, didn't. They didn't sit down and try to identify their values, but and and but not identify, live by, and that's that's hard to do, um, especially when you're when you're in that arena with with uh, the money that's being thrown at you and the the other distractions that come along with that money. Um, you know, and there's that saying that 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 money is going to reveal your true character, and so if you want to be a high performer, you know, you need to have your your house taken care of yeah so to speak yeah and um look like, like you said these these things uh these things aren't easy they're always changing like your, your values you know i feel like they they probably remain similar but you know there's slight deviation depending on what you're doing which is exactly what you just said um and it's it's not it's i mean i've never been in a position where um 
I have been thrust upon fame and wealth, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty good at putting myself in, in people's shoes. And look, man, I can, I can understand the challenges that those types of people have, you know, like, yeah, it's all, it's all well and good for people that haven't been in that situation to step back and be like, Oh, you know, you should be a better role model. You should do this. You should do that. And it's like, you know, you don't, you're not that person. You, You certainly, yeah, you see what they're doing in those situations, but you don't, you don't, firstly, you don't know them. They, they possibly don't even know themselves, which is what you're saying. So, you know, you, can, you can't, we can't, um, we can't judge these types of people f- for the actions that they are, that they're choosing to take um, when we know nothing about them. And it's very likely that they know very little about themselves or they're just, you know, they're stuck or there's a, there's a lot going on in these types of situations. And, and sure. um, more to the point, most of us ha- aren't and will never be in that position. You know, it's, not many people are going to go, uh, are going to make it to, to that pinnacle and, and actually live to tell the tale. It's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. So, um, you know, I, I always find it's, it's just important. It's just, it's hard, you know, when you hear people talking, talking shit about those high level people and you know, they fuck up, of course they're going to fuck up. Everybody fucks up. Yeah. Like, Everybody yeah, does. Maybe they should be better role models. They're getting paid money, mate, you know, but, give them a break. They're human, man. Like, right. come on. Like, then no one's yeah. like, said, like we've said multiple times, not, no one and no thing is perfect. So, but, you know, I also think what they make, what makes them a high performer is their ability to bounce back fast. Yeah. Admit, admit that fuck up and then bounce back. You know, they, they know they've screwed up. Um, and, but you know, and, and then I think it also helps with the transition out of, out of the whatever the phase is after after you're you're done with being whatever you were high, performing at a high level whether it's business or or sport because yeah. then that's 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 when an identity crisis can happen as well is that transition from dang I no longer have this sport um and now I have to enter into this new phase and I dealt with that too even as a you know even as a coach I mean, I'm a high school coach. Okay, it's Texas, it's football, um, and there's there's moments where, you know, you're like, wow, <laughs> it's like I, I miss it, you know, and then and it's like okay, but and then you you shift your perspective of, of where was what was my identity? Was it in the whistle? Was it was it really, or was it in in impacting the lives of others yeah. and being able to coach humans um, and and bringing 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 up boys and and helping them become men and and living living the way they should um i guess should um the way they live in a life of excellence so to speak yeah yeah absolutely man it's it's important i mean we're we're obviously talking about um mainly sport here but it's 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 so critical to remember that you know yeah we're gonna get get just gotta be uh, a little aware of, of, of attaching ourselves to anything really uh, because um, it's uh yeah when we transition out of that phase we can <laughs> we can get we can get pretty caught and that's you know unfortunately again without that without casting judgment those types of people that there are the people that you often do see that go off a little bit in sport in particular go off the rails a little bit you know what i mean because they're like what the fuck do i do now you know what i mean i was a I was a high level athlete or whatever it is for so long. And I knew, 
you, lots of those people know no different because they've been um, so heavily ingrained and involved in that their whole lives. Like, again, same thing. Like, I've never been that ingrained and I played lots of different sports. So you, you can imagine, like, oh, you step back and be like, that's all you did and you didn't know anything else. That's it's kind of scary, you, you know. Like, you can no doubt people struggle with that. Um, but again, this is again, we're bringing it all back to what we've been talking about. That's why all this stuff is so important. This, so that when these types of this, when you find yourself transitioning and coming down into adversity valley, it's like, oh, okay, well, we've got some, um, some tools for lack of a better word in our tool belt that we can use. Um, absolutely, which is important in, in, uh, in sport and in life, no doubt. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, Ed, this has been a great chat, my friend. I could talk to you for, for hours. It's been, it's been, it's been cool, man. I, I love this. I love this kind of stuff. I, I love, uh, um, yeah, as I, as I sort of started to dive into my own journey you know, a few years ago, I, I started to, um, I wasn't as involved in, in stuff with, with sport as I used to be when I was a bit younger. Um, you know, for a number of different reasons, but it's been super cool to, um, with my brother to come back into this, um, into the sporting world because I, f I forgot how much I loved it. You know what I mean? That the stuff that, that the self-reflection and self-realization work that I was doing, um, it was like, I almost thought like I had to be doing that kind of stuff or mindset stuff and that it was, it was different to this sporting world. So it's been super awesome for me in the last 12 months and, and even earlier to dive back into it because, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just love it. I love sport. I love, I love all sports and the, and the fact that all of these other things that I've learned about mindset and, you know, and, and, and emotions and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's one in the same. So it's sure. I love it. And I can see that, um, I can see that you do too. So, um, I appreciate, I appreciate what you're doing. It's, well, I thank you. I thank you for uh, for finding me and and having me on. It's it's been a pleasure. Let me let me ask you a, a million dollar question. Yeah. Uh, what do you know? What do you know now that you wish you knew before you started this journey? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this sounds too cliche, but the first thing that came to my mind was everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is I, in the past, have suffered from, you know, anxious thoughts like a lot of us. And I always got like, similar to what we were talking about before with the process and the outcome, I think I put too much pressure on the outcome, you know what I mean? And, and thinking that I needed to be something and I needed to be someone to be X, Y, Z. Um, and, you know, just to tell them like it's not about the outcome. It is about the process. And I, I know we've said it, but it's, it's, it's important for me to remember, even now, you know, doing all the things that I do, it's not about that. It's about, you know, again, without saying it too cliche, because it's in the title of the podcast, it's about the present moment, man. It's just, you know, it's about enjoying what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And I'm fucking enjoying what I'm doing right now with you. And when I leave here, I know I'm going to go and enjoy a jiu-jitsu class. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of that. You know what I mean? That's I'm awesome. Just, I'm just going to keep enjoying it and, and, and to realize that also, and uh, yeah, I appreciate what you said. It's, it's like, there is going to be adversity validity. 
Like, I don't go away from here. And I might be in there. I might fall in adversity validated tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. I don't know. Maybe a month. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care because, you know, I know, which is trying to answer your question. I know that there's another side to that valley. I do know mm. that eventually, um, for everybody, importantly, I always know that that is only, a, it's a choice as well. And it's, and I won't be there forever. So good question. Bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> keep living the dream, Mitchell. Keep living the dream. My friend, I will keep, I will keep living, keep living it as best as I can. Is that we've only got, well, we don't probably only don't have one life, but trying to end the podcast, but uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this one. Put it that way, mate. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Before you go and before you let people know where to find you, again, I'll put in the show notes. My last question to you, Ed, is what does the present moment mean to you? I guess simply being where my feet are, um, being and still, still your line, enjoying the moment, each <laughs> and every moment that you're in, you know, not, not thinking about and imagining things that haven't even happened yet. Yeah. But uh, if it's, if it's be with your, be with your kiddo time, it's be with your kiddo time. If it's be at work time, be at your work um, and being able to to just just live in that moment and enjoy, enjoy it and celebrate, it. celebrate those moments. Line, I've stolen it from probably a million other people. But I mean, there's a reason why we both agree, because I I, I think it's um, I think that's where the power is. So no, I love it, man. I've, I've I read that um, on a post of yours, be where your feet are. And it's it's so true because, um, you know, to be perfectly honest, as long as I am truly where my feet are, I am actually enjoying myself. Um, you know, and if I'm not, choose to move your feet. Right? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Move them somewhere. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. I mean, uh, and I guess you know, it went. Th there's a lot of people that are where their feet at. Feet are at. <laughs> their feet are there, but mentally they're not there. You know, and you just got to take a look around. There's a lot of us are. A lot of people just looking down at that little square device in their hands and they're just typing away and they're oblivious to the, to the things around them. Um, and, uh, you know, it reminds me of a, of a, of a, uh, a Masoji. I went on a Masoji, uh, last year, um, and a hike in the mountains. And the, the goal was 60 miles as fast as we could do it wow. and with no sleep. And, um, didn't make it. I didn't make the, I didn't make the full 60. I had to tap out at about 30 because I didn't, uh, separations in the preparation. I didn't prepare properly. Um, I didn't do my advanced research on, on a, on a <laughs> 60 mile hike in the, in the freaking mountains. Uh, you know, not that I thought it was going to be a paved pathway, but, uh, there's some certain things you're supposed to do your feet. But, you know, what I noticed along the way is that the, the, the goal was there to get done as fast as fast as we could. But how often were we were we stopping to just enjoy enjoy the the scenery in the mountains and seeing seeing what was around? Um, and so I made it I made it a point along the way to just check in check in with 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 my surroundings and my environment, um, especially when when the pain was there. Uh, but it was you know not, don't get so wrapped up in in everything else that's going on around you and trying to achieve the goal. But it goes back to Enjoy that moment. Enjoy that moment. Yeah. And um, I won't re-answer the question, but you made me think of something that that's definitely been a, a thing for me, especially since starting this podcast and, and is slightly um, on top of answering that question. It's, it's very much about not rushing 
you know, which is which is basically what you said, like being where you sure. fit, because right? yeah, yeah. Um, and and what you just said too, like we we in a world of in a world full of rushing, um, it's a lot easier to rush than it is isn't. Um, but again, you know, when we're rushing, we're sure as shit not enjoying the moment, and we're the the um, yeah we're we're just rushing on to that next thing and you know it's 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 impossible to enjoy the thing that you're doing if you're just trying to rush mentally or physically or whatever it ends up being so um yeah man that sounds like a, that sounds like a solid hike it's 30 30 miles is still a bloody good effort man <laughs> and yeah it was about 14 14 solid hours um i mean uh, my, my buddies made it they but you know even even if they're <laughs> talking about a group of mental coaches that you know they they hey when I got roped into it, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to pace a four minute mile, you know, or not four minute mile, four, four miles an hour is what we'll pace. Uh, we'll get done with, you know, 60 miles and take us what, you know, less than 20 hours. We'll get done. <laughs> um, it took, it took the guys that finished 36, almost 38 hours of just constant movement. And oh, I, I ribbed them all. You guys, you guys teach time management for a living and, and here you are blowing this hike. <laughs> oh that's so good oh, goodness good. uh yeah there was a lot of preparation um it was fun it was fun uh, i would do it again um but i would also know that if it was going to take 36 hours to finish that you could still still enjoy a six to eight hour sleep while you're on it and get back up and finish the next day and you finish in the same amount of time um and then also prepare properly um, making sure that you've got plenty of water. Um, but that wasn't, that wasn't my downfall. That was, that was somebody else's. That was, it was good. <laughs> In the process. All right, Ed, I appreciate everything, brother. Thanks again for your time. Uh, All right, go enjoy that jujitsu class, my friend. Um, let everyone know where they can find you real quick. And again, I'll put it. Yeah, in. They can find me on my uh, website, coachp.net, yep. or they can feel free to email me at coach at coachp.net. And, um, yeah, I'm always open for a chat and conversation. You know, I say it's not a marriage proposal. We're just talking about high performance and uh, seeing, seeing if I could be of a help. Love it, man. Thanks for your help, brother. All righty. Take care. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe wherever your ears choose to listen and leave a review if this podcast has helped broaden that horizon. I'd love to hear from you and what you got out of this episode. Stay weird. Be yourself. And above all, remember to step over the ants.